Hello, happy bank holiday. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. It's the transfer update show. And as usual, we've got plenty to discuss. Hello, happy bank holiday to everybody based here in the UK um, and happy Monday to everybody else outside of the UK. Hope you're all doing well. We are back with another transfer update show. I was planning on taking the day off actually today. Um, had some other work to do, but managed to get it done really, really quickly. So what happens, I guess, when your son wakes you up at 6am, you might as well get the, the day started and crack on with things. But having looked... Um, at sort of the news reports during the rounds today, I felt it was worth bringing you guys another live stream, another transfer update stream. And a big hello to those of you who will be listening to this back later on via the audio platforms. And of course, to those of you watching this back on the playback. So, yeah, um, I hope everyone's good. Um, I hope everybody's still excited and, and pleased with what we saw the other day from the Arsenal. Of course, it was a really, really positive performance against Liverpool. Um, yeah, we won it on penalties in the end, but, um, you know, the performance was was really encouraging. The way Arsenal defended was very admirable. Um, the way in which they remained organised throughout didn't really give Liverpool a great deal in terms of clear goal-scoring opportunities, which is what you want. And you're talking about Liverpool, who are definitely the best team in this country, but if not, one of the best teams in Europe as well. I'd probably argue that Bayern are probably slightly stronger. But other than that, you know, you have to say that they are one of the top, top teams. And of course, off the back of that game, there has been a load more transfer speculation involving a couple of players that were involved in that game, of course, Emiliano Martinez and um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. So we're going to be discussing that. We're going to be discussing the reports suggesting that Arsenal are very much interested in Hussein Awa from Lyon. So we'll be touching on that a little bit. And of course, we'll be discussing the future of Arsenal's Greek defender, Socrates. So lots and lots to get through today. Um, Going to keep this one quite, um, quite compact, quite short today. It is a bank holiday. I'm sure you've all got things to do. I've got things to do. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get through this. Let's uh, let's start with the report suggesting that Arsenal are preparing a bid for Hussein Awa of Lyon. Now it's understood that Lyon want, wanted around about fifty million pounds for Awa, but we're now hearing that actually they would be happy. They want sixty million pounds in total. However, it appears that Lyon are open to offers in the sense of they are open to instalments. They're not you know, firm on the fact that they want the payment all up front. Leon financially, I don't think are in the best place at the moment. And so if they could guarantee a sort of income of 60 million euros, um, whether it be in a number of instalments, then they would take that. Now, I'm not saying that Arsenal are definitely going to sign Hussein Oar. I'm not even saying um, that Arsenal are definitely going to put a bid in for him because I don't know that. I'd be speculating. I'd be guessing. However, the, there are a number of reports today from a number of outlets suggesting that Arsenal are readying an offer to submit to Leon, and that Edu has already been in, in been in touch and offered Matteo Genduzzi the other way. Now, 
is Genduzi leaving Arsenal? We don't really know. Um, you know, Mikel Arteta appears to have done a bit of a U-turn on his stance on the whole situation. But a part of me, as I said on previous episodes, still believes that that is just Mikel Arteta saying the right thing. I can't believe that someone as principled as Mikel Arteta would have done such a dramatic U-turn on Matteo Genduzi so quickly. Therefore, um, I'm not taking it as gospel just yet that Matteo Genduzi will remain an Arsenal player this season. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens on that one. We're going to have to uh, bide our time. If the interest is there, I do believe actually that Arsenal will move him on. But the money has to be right. The interest has to be there. And Arsenal have to be able to go out and replace him. So let me know what you think on the, on the reports linking us with a move for Hussein Mouar. Very talented footballer. No doubt about that. No question about that. But it is uh, just speculation at the moment. But... Lots of noises coming out of France that Arsenal have already been in touch. Arsenal have made an informal approach uh, for the Lyon midfielder and that this week they are set to launch a formal bid. So let's see. Let's see what happens with that. Let's talk a little bit about Socrates, of course, the Greek international defender. Joined Arsenal from Borussia Dortmund a couple of years back now. Um, look, when he came to Arsenal, you know, for me in particular, I'd love to see Greek players doing well and all of that jazz, but he just simply hasn't been good enough, let's be honest. Um, he's not at the standard required. However, that's not to say that he's the worst central defender we've had at the club. He does do the simple things. He's not anything particularly special, but at the same time, you know, you can just see that he's not at the level that you need if you want to compete at the very top. He's made 69 appearances for Arsenal. He's actually contributed six goals as well. Um, which is decent for a central defender. But, you know, I, I always say this with Socrates because he gets a lot of stick. And I think people are right when they say that he's not good enough for Arsenal and that we should be looking to improve. And, you know, he's not someone that we can see staying there for a long period of time. He's not someone for the future. He is 32 years old now. But I do think some of the stick he gets is a little bit OTT and a little bit unfair because Socrates for me is somebody who... You'll always get 10 out of 10 effort. He certainly cares, certainly wants to win, certainly wants to do his best for the team all the time. But unfortunately for us and for him, his level just isn't right. It isn't good enough. And as a result, Arsenal need to look elsewhere um, for central defenders. And they, they've made it very clear, haven't they, by bringing in what well, we know that William Saliba was signed last year. But with Saliba coming in, with Pablo Marie coming in, uh, with Gabriel's arrival being imminent, it's very much clear that Socrates is not in favour. He hasn't been selected much by Mikel Arteta. He's not somebody that we expect to see play for the Arsenal much more, um, in which case it's probably right to move him on. And it's understood that he's going to be joining Napoli. Now, of course, Napoli missed out on Gabriel because they were very much in for the Brazilian defender as well. But it appears he is headed for the Emirates Stadium. And so they're going to have to turn their attentions elsewhere. Socrates for a team like Napoli seems like a bargain. Four and a half million euros is the quoted fee. And of course, if he does go there, he'll be joining up with Gostas Manolas, who is his former international teammate. Of course, Socrates not really part of the Greek national team setup anymore. So, yeah, look, there's obviously... Uh, a bit of a motive for him uh, going to Italy feels like a good move for a player like Socrates where the game is slower um, you know as I said he'll be joining up with someone he knows very very well someone he is very very good friends with culturally 
um, Greece and, and Italy, not too different. So I think he'll fit in well there. And look, as much as I think it's time to move Socrates on and it's time that we look to improve in that area of the pitch, I genuinely do wish the guy well. No, no bad feelings. I've never criticised him for effort, as I say, or for attitude. It's just been a case of him simply not being good enough. Of course, as I said earlier on, we signed him from Borussia Dortmund uh, in a deal that was believed to be around about £14 million. Um, you know, I would have said that if we could come out with half of that um, now, that would be fine. It looks as though it's going to be slightly less. It's going to be around the four and a half to five million euro mark, in which case let him go. Um, just cash in Arsenal. And I, I say this over and over again with Arsenal, when we're talking about players moving out, it's not necessarily the need to bring in transfer fees. I mean, yes, that would be great. And it would add to what we can do in the transfer market. There's no question about that. But it's more a case here of getting these players off the wage bill. They are on significant contracts and, you know, Someone like Socrates, who's 32 years old and clearly isn't going to cut it. His contract only runs until next summer. Um, but rather than let him go on a free, you might as well get him out now, get a bit of money in for him and take him off the wage bill for another few months. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my take on that. Before we come on to talk about Ainsley Maitland-Niles and Emiliano Martinez, let's have a look at some of your live comments. Uh, big hello to Kevin Campbell again. How you doing, mate? Um, it's a pleasure having you join the streams uh, daily now. Love it. Thank you uh, so much, Super Kev. Uh, really, really appreciate it. He says, good morning, H and all the viewers. This transfer window is more important than many people think. Agree, it's massive. This transfer window is massive. Arsenal desperate um, to get back into the top four. There have been signs under Mikel Arteta, that we are on the right path, on the right track. But the club need to back him. He needs to be able to go out and get the players within reason, obviously, that he feels can improve this side, can take us to the next level. And fingers crossed, we'll be a lot more competitive next season. An eighth place finish in the Premier League for Arsenal is simply not good enough. But we can take encouragement from the fact that we did go on to win the FA Cup, defeating Chelsea and Manchester City along the way. We can take encouragement from the fact that in our last two meetings with the champions, Liverpool, we've come out on top in both. So lots to be positive about. But as KC says, if the transfer window isn't a successful one, it becomes more difficult for us to close that gap. I, I would go as far as saying if the transfer window is not a good one, and when I say the transfer window, I'm talking about tying down a Bamiyang. I'm talking about keeping certain players. I'm not just talking about those incoming. But if we can get uh, come out of the back of this transfer window looking back and thinking, yeah, we've done all right here, then obviously it significantly improves our chances of closing that gap and getting back to where we belong. Over 100 of you watching us now across the multiple platforms, um, I know it's back holiday, so I'm, I expect many of you are busy with your families and friends. So I look forward to you guys tuning in a little bit later on. But if you are watching us live at the moment and you haven't already, please smash that like button, particularly if you are watching us on YouTube. As I always say, uh, likes are the golden currency on YouTube. And um, as much as I, I keep saying it, and I do apologize again, and I won't stop apologizing for it because it does feel like it's one of those things that you've got to do but you don't really want to do it but yeah anyway just hit the like button it is so so important and if you haven't subscribed please do so as well we're approaching six and a half thousand subscribers 
um, on YouTube alone. So looking forward to getting more and more of you on board. If you want to become a patron of the podcast as well. And again, a massive welcome uh, to those who have joined us in the last 24 hours because there have been a few of you. Um, head over to patreon.com. You can see the link in the bottom of your screens now forward slash the Chronicles of Aguna and you can sign up and support the podcast and that would be very, very much appreciated. Um, let's continue through your comments. Uh, hello to Omar. Hello to Junior Gunner. I like that, Don Simu. I like that. Cheers. Um, bad Boy says, hi, everyone. Uh, Omar says, you should have taken the day off, bruv. I should have, really. Um, but as I said, found myself with a bit of spare time um, this morning. And, of course, lots to talk about, as always. Uh, Jamie says, big up, Harry, and the chat. Hey, dear, mate. Hello to Haji. Um, big hello to Norway Guna. Uh, he says, I was a little confused. It said 12 hours until the broadcast. Maybe I scheduled it wrong. Could have been me, mate. Uh, if so, I do apologize. Uh, Dave Atkinson says, happy bank holiday, Harry. Thanks, mate. I hope you're good. Um, right, let's see. Uh, Femi as well says, uh, morning, Harry. Good to catch you live. Russ says, hello, Harry. Hey, dear, mate. Uh, welcome as well. And uh, obviously, we were talking a little bit about Hussein Mawar at the start of the show. And some of you have been reacting to that. Brad Richardson says, I'd love Awar at Arsenal. Me too. Um, me too. But um, I I'm mindful of the fact that the, the chances of it at this moment in time are not very likely. So we've got to stay calm on that. Um, we're hearing, as I said already, for those of you that are joining us a little bit late, that Arsenal are preparing a bid to go in for Hussein Awar this week. But it is just speculation at the moment. I've got to say that. Um, you know, we heard last week that Arsenal had made an approach that Edu had been in touch with Leon about the possibility of a swap deal that would include Matteo Genduzzi going the other way. Uh, but it feels um, very much like this is this interest is still very much in its early stages, if it is indeed genuine. Um, Junior Gunner says, if we get Awar, that changes the dynamic of our midfield. Agreed. It really does. Um, Russ says... With Oar and Partey, we would be legit top four contenders. Um, agreed. I think we would as well. Uh, big hello to Fergus, who's joining us from the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. Head over and check that out as well. It's a great Arsenal show um, hosted brilliantly by Fergus. He says, agreed, Genduzi is history, making reference to my comments um, about the fact that I feel like Mikel Arteta is... Just playing a bit of a game in the way he talks about Matteo Genduzzi at the moment. I find it so, so hard to believe that he's made such a dramatic U-turn on the youngster. Now, if he has and Genduzzi comes back in and improves, great. You know, I'd be the first person to say, great. Um, good to have him back. Good to have him back in form. But I just, I, I'm struggling to see it at the moment. It's one of those things until I see it, until he has a run in the team. I'm not totally convinced that in uh, Mikel Arteta's eyes, he is... Uh, part of the future at the club and part of this project that is currently ongoing. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh, SN Will says, I personally think that the media have no idea how much money Arsenal have for transfers and we have a lot more than people think. Um, yeah, listen, I think it is difficult to to know really um, what Arsenal have in terms of finances. I think anything we, we're doing at the moment is is a guess, it's speculation. Um, 
but I find it hard to believe that Arsenal have this reserve of money that they're just waiting to unleash on the transfer market. I think if Arsenal do do some deals, um, we're going to have to be creative as we have been in the last couple of windows. And by that, I mean structured payments. Um, it's very much about who we move out as well. And I've said it time and time again, but I'm going to say it again. I stick by this. The most significant business that Arsenal will do in the transfer window this summer will be to keep hold of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. That is key. It is so, so important. And if we can't get someone in because we've done that, then so be it. He's just so pivotal to this Arsenal side. We've seen it time and time again, particularly in these last you know, few weeks when we've had an FA Cup final, an FA Cup semi-final and a Community Shield final in which he's been the match winner, scoring five goals in those three games. You know, it's hard to look past that as being our, our, our most important business. Red Gilly says, Harry, Awa is a tremendous player, but we won't value without a powerful player like Partey or Sumare alongside him. So Red Gilly suggesting that whilst Awa is a very talented footballer, we may not necessarily have the tools to complement him and the players around him to complement him. And I agree with that to a degree. Um, but I don't think you you will see a situation in which we end up with him and Thomas Partey. I think very much that Granite Xhaka is a massive, massive part of Mikel Arteta's plans moving forward. People will disagree with that. Um, people will not like that. But I think it is the reality. I do think that Granite Xhaka is seen by Mikel Arteta as one of the linchpins of this Arsenal team. His name is one of the first on the team sheet week in, week out, um, along with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I genuinely do believe that. And um, Awa, if he does come, we'll have to find a way to work with Granit Xhaka because it's very much my opinion that he's a mainstay in this Arsenal side. Uh, big hello to Carter, who says, Big up, Harry. How you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. Um, he also says, hopefully we see... At least four dead would leave this week. Um, as we said right at the start of the broadcast, it looks as though Socrates is on his way to Napoli. Somebody that many people would regard as Deadwood. I don't I think maybe Deadwood is a little bit too strong for Socrates. I genuinely do. I know people are gonna get onto me. He's not a player I've particularly rated or anything like that, but he is a decent substitute to bring in at certain stages of games. Um you know, when you need to defend, give you a bit more experience, a bit more steel. But yeah, I agreed that overall is not good enough for Arsenal. Um, S. Valentine asks, do you think Owa will be an Arsenal player? We also need Partey and some others. My gut feeling right now is no. Um, I don't think that Owa will end up at Arsenal. Um, but as I said to you right at the top of the programme, we've seen multiple reports suggesting that A, Arsenal have been in contact. Um, Edu has been in touch with Leon and B, that they are readying an official bid. So we've got to wait and see what happens on that. Sam says, morning all. I reckon we should keep El Nenny around considering the squad's going to be stretched this season with the condensed fixture list. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, look, if somebody comes in and offers 10, 15 million for El Nenny and that allows you to go out and do something else, then fine, sell him, move him on. But if someone's going to come in with a, a bid of three or four million pounds and that's not going to make the world of difference in your transfer market. It, it, it's not going to make any difference. Then you keep him. Because as I've said time and time again, you know, people will talk about his lack of creativity, his inability to score goals and those sort of things. But as I keep harping on about, 
Mikel Arteta's system at the moment, unless he changes it, is very much geared to allowing the wing-backs to be the ones that support the front players. It's them who have that license to push up the field and get involved in the game, not the, the midfield players. They are very much deep-lying midfield players in this system. Of course, it helps if they're capable of pinging out a wonderful pass to either flank or to one of the front men. Of course, it does. But in terms of the way the system works, their primary role is to sit in a deep-lying position and screen the back three. So, in that case, Elneny's probably more suited to the role that he maybe would have been asked to play under Arsene Wenger. So, yeah, uh, look, it, it's totally, again, it's dependent on what comes through the door in terms of offers. Someone tables a bid of 10, 15 million pounds, see you later, mate. But if somebody's only offering three, four, five even million pounds, is it going to allow us to do any other business? Probably not. But is losing him going to leave us thin? Given the situation we've got with Genduzi at the moment, given that Lucas Torreira again appears to be unsettled, then you'd have to consider it at the very least. Uh, Marshall says, peace and love from Harlem. How you doing, mate? He says, I'm a Liverpool fan, though. Big up yourselves. You guys did deserve to win, but please do remember we weren't taking it serious. All we care about is the PL and the Champions League. Marshall, thank you for joining us. Um, it's great to have fans from other clubs in here. Really, really is. And we really appreciate it. Um, I agree that Liverpool have bigger fish to fry at the moment. However, you can't tell me that they weren't taking it seriously when Sadio Mane is standing like this, watching the penalties, you know, or, you know, the, the team that, that Jurgen Klopp selected was a very strong one. And I know it's about fitness at this stage, but you could see it. It did matter to them and it should matter to them. You shouldn't be ashamed of that because... Not because the trophies are a significant one or because we're going to have a parade because we won the bloody Community Shield. But it's it's the winning habit, isn't it? It breeds that, that mentality. It breeds confidence. And I'm not saying that Liverpool are going to be derailed by the fact they didn't win the Community Shield. But I do think they took it a little bit more seriously than, than maybe you're suggesting. But thank you for your comment. Thank you for joining us. Um, I hope you're enjoying the show. Um, Tony Simeu, the legend, my old man. Do you know much about these players signed on a free? No, the honest is the honest answer. Um, we've brought in a couple of youngsters on free transfers. Um, don't know a great deal out, uh, about them. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with regards to them, where they'll fit in. George Lewis is one um, who we've been sort of, you know, really... Uh, well, there's been a lot of talk about that in, uh, in recent times and the signing was completed after the FA Cup final. He was a free agent. Um, he spent some time previously with, um, I think it was Bournemouth and Ipswich. Um, and then, yeah, we'll have to get, we're going to have to see. Um, the honest answer is I don't know a great deal about them. I think it's impossible to know a great deal about them unless you watch various different levels of football. But for Arsenal to sign them, you've got to trust that they've seen something in them. You've got to trust that Mikel Arteta um, is a fan and you've got to trust that Arsenal are, are on the right path. It certainly feels like, and I know, you know, he's only just gone, but it certainly feels like with Edu and Arteta at the helm, rather than Raul Sanley getting involved in football in matters, you do feel as though we're on a stronger path, we're on a right path and we're on a path that's going to be dictated by football 
and not necessarily by finance. Of course, finance plays a part and you need the finance to go and do the business that you want to do. But I, I, I do have a good feeling about the direction we're moving in. And I do feel as though with those two at the helm, um, the mutual respect they clearly have for each other, they can form a good partnership and a partnership that will see Arsenal at least get back into the Champions League places and hopefully beyond that in the future. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Asaf says, Hi, the truth is we're desperate to have Partey and Noir. In an ideal world, we'd love to have both, but we're not going to be able to afford both. There's question marks over whether we're even going to be able to afford one or the other. So, to you know, yes, it would be nice to have both, but I think that's really over-ambitious, if I'm being honest. I've said it time and time again. I'm sure this question is going to come up at some point during the stream. It always does. Which one would I prefer of the two, given the physical attributes that Thomas Partey would bring to the table? I'd slightly favour Thomas Partey. I think he's been playing at a higher level, obviously performing in La Liga over the French Ligue 1. He has played under a manager in, in Diego Simeone, who's very tactically aware, who's very clear in his instructions, who I'm not going to say that Mikel Arteta is as sort of good in the sort of darker side of the game like Diego Simeone is, but there are bits from Mikel Arteta that do remind you of Simeone in the way he sets up his teams at times in the narrow, compact shape that he wants his defence to take up um, when obviously holding on to leads or, or trying to defend sort of nil-nils and things like that. So it feels like he would be a good fit. Um, Thomas Partey, because of all that stuff, also feels as though when you're talking about the two players, you think about what Arsenal are missing in the midfield. Granit Xhaka can pick out a pass. I don't care what anyone says about him, he can. Um, but Thomas Partey would just give you that extra energy, that ability for an extra body to get up in support of the attack and have the fitness and the pace to get back as well. And I think we do miss that box-to-box -box player. And I think with a box-to-box -box player who can defend when asked, but also has that ability to break on and help the team, we would be able to take our game to the next level. Because there are still question marks, aren't there, about how Mikel Arteta's team are going to fare in situations where they're asked to go and break people down. And there have been times it, during his tenure um, where we've not, sh we've not shown that. We've not shown that ability to break down a low block. And so... You know, having maybe that extra body that can burst forward and get up into those positions could be very useful. Let's check in on YouTube at the moment. Um, over 250 of you watching us live across the multiple platforms at the minute. But we've only got 59 likes on YouTube. 240 of you are tuned in via YouTube. Guys, please smash that like button. Let's get up to 100 likes. Even if half of you hit it, um, we will hit our target. So... We need another 42 likes to get there, I think. Um, I don't know how updated it is on my screen, but please smash that like button if you haven't already. As I keep saying, it's so, so important. All right, what else have we got here? What else have we got here? Um, well, uh, I've only got around about 20 minutes left today because I've got something I've got to do at 12 o'clock. So, um, yeah, lots of questions about which one I would prefer. Um, out of Partey and Awa as predicted 
Um, Ryan Hall says, hey, Harry, just wondering your take on Mkhitaryan and Mavropanos' situations. No news coming out for either of them, and we could probably get around 15 million combined, which could be used for Partey or Awa. Um, I'm pretty sure that Mavropanos joined Stuttgart on loan. So that is done. Um, with Mikitarian, we're. Uh, uh, let me just double check this because I did read something the other day that suggests that Mikitarian is. Well, Mikitarian wants to stay at Roma. We all know that. Um, he's been quoted as saying that he wants to stay. He doesn't want to come back to Arsenal. He's enjoyed a good season uh, with the Serie A club and would love to remain there. I think something will, will happen there. I, I think there were talks that the deal had already been agreed that would take him there. His contract will be terminated um, in agreement with Arsenal and he'd join Roma. But um, I don't think we've had any official confirmation on that. I could be wrong here, though. Um, let's just check on his uh, transfer status because as far as I'm aware, it hasn't actually been confirmed. But that was very much the talk. Um, let's have a look here. What we've got here. Transfer market. Yeah, it's bit so according to transfermarket.co.uk, as I suspected, um Henrik Mikitarian will be joining Roma on a free transfer on September the first. That is my understanding um of what is happening with Henrik Mikitarian, although it's yet to be officially announced, but that is what um, I'm saying that is what transfermarket.co.uk is saying as well. So it looks very much as though Mikitarian's stay in Rome will be a permanent one. Um, he'll be off the books at Arsenal. And, let, you know, let's face it, Mikitarian was earning 180 grand a week at Arsenal. It's a lot of money. And to be able to release that kind of money would be massive, wouldn't it? Um, if it meant that we could then put that back into our wage budget. What else have we got here? Um... Just scrolling through. Uh, Tendai says, sending my love to all the Gunas from Zambia, Africa. Welcome, mate. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it is very much appreciated. Uh, Kelly says, big up, Harry, watching from Annapolis, Maryland. I like your analysis and resource persons you bring on board. Every trophy matters. We ignore the haters. AFC for life. Agreed. Um, let's see what else we got here. Guys, there's 300 of you watching now across the multiple platforms. And we still haven't got 100 likes. Come on, smash the like button. Uh, please, please do. Let's see what else we've got in uh, <laughs> terms of your... Al Jackson says, your green screen is better than Arteta's. So well done on that. <laughs> yeah, the, the green screens in the bloody press conferences have been a shambles. I don't even know if they are green screens or if they're just... You know, you can get on some apps where you just have a background and that's it. And you try and put it into the picture. So, yeah, uh, something Arsenal need to improve on, certainly. But thank you very much. Um, Sweeney Gaming says, Harry, what's your opinion on Genduzi? Do you think he should stay? Um, touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'll just come back to it quickly. No, um, is my honest answer. Um, I, as I've said, I don't think that Mikel Arteta would do such a huge U-turn on him. I, I genuinely think that it's very much him just saying it. Because if Arsenal appear to be desperate in the transfer market to move on Matteo Genduzzi, it scuppers our chances of receiving a, a good fee. Um, Wayne Hennessy says, Gunas, there will be ups and downs 
it will take a few seasons. If we can nick the Europa League, I think that would be good. Agree. Um, lots and lots of comments coming through. I'm, I'm just going to pick up one or two more and then quickly touch on Ainsley Maitland-Niles and uh, Emiliano Martinez. Uh, Alfred says, do you think Arsenal waiting to move some players out before they announce Aubameyang and Gabriel? Um, could be the case. Could be the case. Um, I think a part of it is probably because of the current climate and because of the criticism that they faced recently for making those 55 people redundant. The club have been battered by the media, battered by sections of our own fan base because of our decision to do that. But the reality is that in this current climate, many, many people are going to do the same. The reality is that businesses in all industries are going to be hit by this coronavirus. And whilst the furlough scheme is, is ongoing, furlough scheme actually, which Arsenal didn't, didn't put uh, staff on, you know, people can maintain their stuff. But once that stops, you're going to see a number of businesses just crash, lose people. And to now go out and say, yeah, we've signed a Bamiang up on a deal worth 250 grand a week. And we've just signed Gabriel for close to 30 million pounds. It doesn't go down well. And you're going to get people saying, well, if you didn't have the money, why did you, if you had that money, why did you make the people redundant? As fans, we should be more concerned about the playing stuff, I think. Um, that's not to say that I don't have sympathy for those people that have been made redundant. I've been made redundant from a job. Um, it happens. It's life. You move on. You get on with it. It's unfortunate, but it isn't the end of the world. And you're being made redundant. You're not being made sacked, which means you will be compensated uh, in the meantime as you look for another job. Now, granted that this time it's probably harder to find a job than it's ever been. But again, it's not the end of the world. And, and, and I think you're right to raise that point about Arsenal moving some players out because maybe they want to show that the finance for those deals has been raised from other avenues rather than from making staff redundant. Not that those salaries of those staff that we're talking about, by the way, would even make a dent in Aubameyang's contract or Gabriel's transfer fee. But I, I do think it's very much about Arsenal doing this in the smartest way possible from a PR perspective. Um... Lots and lots of comments coming through. I've got to apologise. If I miss your comments, I do apologise because the thing is just constantly updating and I do miss some of them. And I know somebody had a little moan yesterday um, uh, saying that I missed their comment. I didn't read it out, so I do apologise for that. Uh, da -da -da -da. Aussie Gunnar. And this is a great segue to my next discussion point. He says, not sure if you already said it or not, as I tuned in late, but who would you choose out of Martinez and Leno if you had to pick one? This is such a difficult question. Such a difficult question. On current form, you, you can't drop Martinez, in my opinion. I genuinely believe that. I think he's been so, so good of late that dropping him would just send the wrong message. It would just send that, you know... It would just say that it's, the team is not necessarily being picked on merit. It's being picked on preconceptions because there's no question about it. Emiliano Martinez has been sensational since he come into this Arsenal side. He's been excellent and he was excellent again at the weekend. So personally, if it was me, I would do my utmost to keep both. Um, you know, 
whoever the number two is, is going to play in the League Cup, is going to play in the FA Cup, is going to play in the Europa League. And there's a chance that they'll play in the Premier League if an injury is sustained by the other one or whatnot. So I would be doing my best to persuade Emi Martinez that he needs to stay along with Bern Leno. I think Arsenal need two top quality goalkeepers. If we were to sell one of them, if we were to sell Emi Martinez and we got, you know, the figure that's been spoken about, 10, 15 million pounds, we'd need to bring in another goalkeeper. So are we going to find a better goalkeeper than Emi Martinez for 10 million pounds? Probably not. You know, that's the thing. The, the, it's a different story, however, if the player's desire is very much to leave the club because he, as we keep hearing, he wants to be Argentina's number one. He wants to play regular football. He feels like he's earned that right. And I agree with the, with him. He has. Then it would be a reluctant sort of decision to sell him. He's been a great servant to the club. He's been around the club for years and years and years, Martinez. And if he wants to go and he's pushing for it, then let him go. But at this moment in time, he's the number one. That's not to say that he will be for the entirety of a season. And we haven't got that kind of longevity with Martinez to judge him on like we've judged Leno. So it's not a straightforward decision. I've seen some people saying they'd sell Leno, they'd cash in on him. I've seen some people saying, you know, that Martinez should be the number one. I, I don't know what the answer is. The fact that there is this competition, in my opinion, makes it really, really healthy. And they both have to perform at a top, top level in order to, you know, to get the, to earn the place. And that can only be good. That can only be a positive. Therefore, um, in an ideal world, if it were up to me, I'd keep both. But if you're asking me who I'd choose right now, at this moment in time, as I sit here today speaking to you guys, it would be Emmy Martinez. Let's see. Let's see what else we've got. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, big hello to Mike Stavrou watching us as well. Uh, to Marble Halls TV, to Wayne Hennessy, uh, to Meds, uh, to Prajwal. Um, Matt Dyer says, any truth in the side Ben Rama to Arsenal rumour? Not as far as I'm aware, um, if I'm being completely honest. It's not a new rumour. I mean, I know the reports have sort of resurfaced again today, but there have been reports of that in the past. I'm not sure about Ben Rama. I'm really not... Um, Obviously had a really impressive season in the championship, but that's a completely different level. Never delivered really when it mattered in the playoff final. I didn't think he played very well in that game for Brentford. I, I'm not sure. I, I personally, look, with Willian coming in, um, with, you know, Saka coming through, with Nelson coming through, with Pepe, with Aubameyang, all in the side, I, I, I cannot. Martinelli to come back as well. I cannot see Arsenal spending big money on side Ben Rama. Um, but again, it's just my opinion. Um, what else have we got here? I'm going to just quickly get a couple more questions in the chat, guys. Um, questions. I'm going to quickly talk a little bit about Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Um, and then we will uh, we'll come back to a couple final questions. Just got around about 10 minutes left. So uh, let's talk about... Uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles and, and, and the situation regarding him. Now, Mikel Arteta has been speaking about the fact that it's just speculation. Um, we know that Wolves made a bid for him. We know that Arsenal rebuffed it. We know that in Arsenal's opinion, it was not enough money. It was around about £15 million. I would keep Ainsley Maitland-Niles now. 
Um, I think, again, he proved himself that he can perform in an important game, on an important stage, and that he can do a job when tasked um, with one by Mikel Arteta. There are a few questions here, though. Does Ainsley Maitland-Niles want to be that man? Does he want to be the man that comes in at left wing back, sometimes on the right, sometimes in the middle, sometimes in the front three? Does he want that? Does he want to be this jack-of-all-trades? Does he? Because if he doesn't, then Arsenal's not the place for him. Because I cannot see Ainsley Maitland-Niles establishing himself as a central midfielder at Arsenal. He's got more chance of establishing himself as one of the wing backs. And, and as I said about the Martinez situation, if Ainsley Maitland-Niles continues to perform the way he has been lately, then he shouldn't be dropped. He cannot be dropped. And that is the thing, isn't it? Arsenal need to start breathing this culture where, whereby if you play well, you play. If you perform, you keep your place. And so far, he has performed, particularly in recent months. Therefore, he, he shouldn't be gone. Uh, he shouldn't be dropped, sorry, from the team. The situation slightly differs, though, if Wolves up their bid significantly. They've obviously just sold Doherty to Spurs, which may mean that they've got uh, some extra funds available. And if a bid comes in of 30, 30 million pounds, and that means you can go and get a top, class central midfielder or it's the difference between getting an Awar or getting a Partey because we clearly you know we, we've got a certain amount of money to spend but we're, it's obviously out of our reach at the moment if selling Ainsley Maitland-Niles made that difference and allowed you to go and get that player would you do it it's a tough one if I thought that selling Ainsley Maitland-Niles would mean that we get Thomas Partey 100% as in the transfer fee for Ainsley Maitland-Niles bridges that gap between us affording a top centre midfielder and not affording one, then I would do it. I would sell him. As much as I like him, as much as I think he's been really good lately, in the longer term, I think we would benefit more from bringing in a world-class central midfielder. So with Ainsley Maitland-Niles, it's all dependent on what the circumstances are, what the offer is. And I say that about every player at the moment at Arsenal because we are in such a strange place in terms of our finances and, and working, if you like, from a weak position, you know, we're going to have to consider stuff. We're going to have to consider bids um, of those sorts of amounts. And, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles is no different. The latest on his future is, though, that Arsenal, uh, I believe, to want to keep him now. Um, you know, we heard from uh, from a, a report that came out yesterday, I think the Wolves are going to drop their pursuit in Ainsley Maitland-Niles because they very much believe that Arsenal are in a place now where they want to keep him. So let's see. Um, let's see what happens. But that's kind of the latest update. It feels as though Wolves may back away. Um, I'm not convinced that that is 100% true yet. Just because they have sold a wing-back, they will see Maitland-Niles as a wing-back and they may be able to up their bid now, having made that sale. So I think we're going to have to sit tight on that. I think there will be a second approach from Wolverhampton Wanderers, contrary to what the reports uh, yesterday were telling us. But again, we're going to have to wait and see, and we're going to have to wait and see until we know what kind of money is on the table. And only then can you make a, an informed decision on whether or not it is the right thing to sell Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Right, let's, um, let's have a look at, uh, some of your live comments, get your questions in. Uh, got around about five minutes left.
Is the sound back? Is the sound back, guys? I'm not on mute, so I don't know what's happened there. Is the sound back? Give us a thumbs up in the comments if the sound's back, because uh, I'm not sure what happened there. Let us know in the comments if the sound is back. Yes, good. The sound is back. Jesus, I, don't, I haven't pressed anything, so I don't know what it was. Um, but anyway, we are back. Um, and let's let's start on that question again then. Sorry. Uh, Liam says, is the guy who makes the announcement videos at Arsenal on holiday or something, how hard is it to put a picture up of our signings with a pen in hand? Um, yeah, I mean, everyone's getting increasingly frustrated by the fact that uh, a, the, the announcements for Gabriel um, and that, of course, uh, Aubameyang have not been done yet. But they're coming. I'm sure of it. They're coming in the next few days. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Just be patient. Um, I still think there are some I's that need dotting and some T's that need crossing or whatever the saying is. Um, so please uh, remain patient. And, and I'm sure in the next week or so, we'll hear something on both of those. Apologies that the sound went for a few seconds. I, as I say, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, didn't press anything on my computer, so I don't know if um, something went wrong on my my software. Not 100% sure, but apologies for that. Um, I don't know if you heard me tell you to smash the like button. So if you didn't, do it now um, because we're about to wrap up this stream in the next uh, couple of minutes or so. Um, right, let's pick up one more question. Uh, Ross says, as usual, Harry, great content on a boring back holiday Monday. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, Brian says, hi, Harry, watching from Nairobi, Kenya. What happens to Lucas Torreira? That's a really, really good question. Uh, let's touch on that just quickly. Um, there is much speculation linking Lucas Torreira with a return to Serie A. It's understood that Fiorentina are the latest in a number of clubs interested in taking the Uruguayan back to Italy. He's made no secret of the fact he's not always been settled in London. He's made no secret of the fact that he is a little bit homesick his performances have been up and down. Injuries have, of course, played their part in that as well. But I do think that if um, a, a, a decent offer was on the table, Arsenal would consider moving Lucas Torreira on. I think it's been pretty clear that he's not always been in favour under Mikel Arteta. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he saw this as an opportunity to raise some money uh, in order to aid our pursuits of other players. Um, what else have we got here? Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, just scrolling through some of your comments. Apologies again if I missed some of those. Um, but um, we just pushed for time. So um, just uh, having a look, having a look, having a look. Um, Sorry, bear with me. Ozzy Gunnar asks, do you see Arteta playing a back four against the smaller teams or do you think he'll stick with a 3-4-3 four, uh, three, four, three all round? I think he'll stick with it um, for the time being. Um, I, I really do. I think you'll see it be a little bit more expansive. We saw in the Liverpool game actually at times that it went from being a back three into being a back four. When Arsenal had possession, you saw Tierney move out to left back and make Lenars push right on. Um, and often making a sort of run in field as well, which was was an interesting thing to see. So I do think that he will stick with it. And I do think that it will be um, a little bit more flexible in those games against the teams that you've mentioned. 
Right, that brings me to the end of the stream. I'd love to stay longer, but unfortunately, I've got work commitments that I need to get off to. Um, got a 12 o'clock meeting, so um, that's why I'm locking this stream off. Uh, apologies again for the loss of sound a little bit during the stream. I don't know what happened. Hopefully, it was only for about a minute or so. Um, so uh, apologies for that, and uh, I'm, I'll have a look into it because I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, but until next time, take care of yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your bank holiday Monday. And it's not long till the Premier League returns. Arsenal will be back in action against Fulham on September the 12th. Not long to go now. But in the meantime, plenty of transfer talk to keep us ticking over. So until then, take care. Ciao.